Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle the day after Christmas here in the U.S. We hope that everyone's had a fantastic holiday season, however you're celebrating, wherever you are, whatever time of day or season it might be. And we're celebrating with having um, my daughters in the studio the day after Christmas. And this is our third time in the studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how they all talk at once. I know, right? Yes. They're just so on top of it. They're so well behaved. Come on, girls. It's the holidays. Let's bring it up a little bit. Unless they're a little out of it from like eggnog and Yeah, all the... right. A little bit too much partying, I think. In Spiritually, the that is. Right. Spiritually, yeah. Thank you. Right, there we go. I think we poured a few glasses of wine. I don't think any of them. See, I knew the truth would come out. Yeah. Just yeah. give them a minute. And of course, you did celebrate at your dad's last night, so I'm sure shots were involved. No, no actually. I, really? No, I was going to oh. say that none of us even drank anything last wow. night. Wow. Okay. We're I getting think... old. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all very, very young. So what I'm going to do on the air right now is just introduce the the young women. I want to say girls, you know, your dad That's and I fine. still call you guys girls and thankfully you're not too offended by that. Um, but you are our girls forever and ever and ever, our babies. Um, so this is our third time together on the air and I'll just start from the oldest, Mariam, who, um, how old are you now? Almost 28. 28. Wow. <laughs> you're looking good for 28. <laughs> Should you be looking bad at times? No, no, just looking fantastic. As some people might. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, you are the oldest of three. They're two years apart. And I have been very blessed to have all three of you be very supportive of my unusual career and my path. Um, I think that's actually what gave me enormous confidence. And so, of course, I hope that you've all felt the same in your life and your past you know, in our family that you have felt supported. So, um, Mariam, you've been out of college how long now? Nine years. Nine? Really? Okay, yeah. now that makes me feel old. Nine, nine years? No, not nine. No, not nine. Mar- Mariam. Well, I went to college nine years ago, <laughs> so yeah. So you've been out for like four, four, four yeah. years, something like that, and um, you're currently working at Boeing. Mm-hmm. You're a civil engineer. Yeah. Very cool. And you're the first of the three Manucherry women to get engaged. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is new. Happened this year. So Show so- your ring to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have cameras in the studio. Oh. They've been- oh. <laughs> Whole studio audience came in just for you. Oh, yeah. It is a wonderful celebration in our family. In fact, your fiance, Lexi, is in the studio. So it's fun to have him here as well lovely. Um, and then Misha's on my left-hand side, if you happen to be viewing online video. And um, Misha lives in Texas, which Texas is very lucky, and you love Texas. But it's kind of far from Washington State, but you're home for the holidays, mm-hmm. and we're thrilled. You're uh, avidly working on your PhD, like working really hard. Mm-hmm. Got, what, a couple more years left? Uh, two. Two years. Wow. And then you'll be done. And mm-hmm. then you may not live in Texas or Washington. We don't know where you're going to live. I don't know. Whoever <laughs> offers me a good job. <laughs> yeah. So Misha's studying agriculture and, I don't know, maybe helping weed science for hops for a beer company might be kind of fun. 
I have heard of some jobs in Washington <laughs> for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's we're all trying to create. Yeah. So Very can... intriguing. Yeah. I like that offer. Doesn't that sound good? Mm. I'm liking that. It's quite a few. It's a large industry. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And we're kind of up and coming in our yeah. state about it. And then you can live east of the mountains. Yeah. And not be too far from home, but close to uh, maybe Wazoo Games. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so so you can tell I have an intention that I'm putting out into the universe to uh, corral. Yeah, you're really her. setting it out there. You're like, okay, this is where you're gonna live. This is where you're gonna get a She's job. She's really competitive. Yeah, apparently, it. right? Yeah, it just is. a little bit. Yeah, and you're 26 now. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Great. Well, we're happy you're home, Thanks, and you're. Mom. Your boyfriend that you've been dating for a while is flying in today from Texas, so we get to meet him for the first time, which yep. is exciting. Shay will be exciting. here in, in Seattle in a few hours, and we're really happy about that. Wishing him a safe flight. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Can't wait for you all to hear his Texas accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's going to call me ma'am like 50 times. Of course. Which yeah. I'm excited about. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she called, actually, we were shopping a couple days ago. Um, and she t- she called like the eighteen year old sales girl, ma'am, and I was like, ah, oh, me, she can't do that. It's offensive. Oh. <laughs> Nina looked at me. She's, we don't say that here. It <laughs> makes go. you sound old, right? Because well, she looks, she looks shocked. <laughs> like I'm not that old yeah. that I need to be called ma'am. Yeah. It's yeah. polite. Yeah. It's I don't see anything polite. wrong with that. I know yeah. it's polite. Yeah, it's funny. Which is some of the things that you notice when you're traveling from Texas to, let's say, the West Coast is not as many doors are open for you. It's true. Men walk in front of you. They're not yeah. grabbing your luggage on the overhead. I don't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like it, she says. You've been a little spoiled in the South. I thought it was really weird at first, but then you get used to it and you're like, that is how it should be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's really quite adorable. And then Mina is the youngest. You're um, 23. Yes. Almost 24. Well, um, for a few more months now. Mm-hmm. And you um, just started your first year at law school at the University of Washington. Yes. Yeah. So with some ambitious women in the studio today. And how's law school going? It's good. It's I good. I haven't gotten my grades yet, so I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good now. Still sweating a little bit. <laughs> Still yeah. sweating a little yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> right? I, it's awesome. It's really, you know, it's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't know how you're gonna. We're just waiting, yeah. like a few more weeks. I might be calling over the breakdown mid-January. I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> well, what I really love mm. about Mina being in college, because you know nobody lives at home anymore. Um, although people come home occasionally, and when Mina's in her final, she usually comes home, lands in my bed, uh, sleeps. I didn't do that this. You did time. not. So maybe if I don't get a good grade, I'm gonna blame it on not coming home and <laughs> okay. being in your bed. Yeah. Right. Can't mess with tradition. Yeah. Right. No. And I usually just bring you food, and then you're on your laptop till like, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, and with headphones on, and I just fall asleep. Yeah. It's kind of how we roll. I just like company. (laughs) I'd also like to just comment that Mina's probably never got a bad grade in her life. Yeah, She doesn't even have to try. I'm really not stressed out about that. Well, thank you, all of you, for coming in, into the studio today. As always, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you, in, not only in the studio, but in my life. It's been one of my greatest joys to raise a family and um, to maintain this relationship that we all seem to love and have and enjoy. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. You know, How do you create these sacred parent-child relationships, and how do you maintain them? You know, Because it's not easy. It's... Um, Families aren't perfect. Our family certainly is not perfect. We've got our issues and our problems. But how do we maintain them and at the same time cultivate that sacredness through even our diversity 
um, our uniqueness and still love one another and respect one another. So that's what we're going to be talking about today on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. And um, it sounds like we have, do you mind if we go ahead and just take that caller sure. that we've got on the air before we continue this conversation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sylvie uh, from San Jose, California is joining us. Hi, Sylvie. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm going to move to a less noisy part of the house. To family. <laughs> oh, and happy holidays. Thank you. You too. Thank you. And to your daughters as well. Thank you. Thank you. So what can we do for you? Well, I really didn't know what to ask about. I said um, general reading, but since you're talking about parenting, um, maybe I'll ask about a general reading for my daughter. Okay. How old is your daughter? She is turning nine in a couple days. Oh, that's such a fun age. I just love that age. It's so fun. Okay. And and would you mind if my daughters pipe in a little bit too? You know, because they were nine-year-old young women at one point. Huh, Long interesting. Like third grade? <laughs> third grade? What grade are you in when you're third in? Third or fourth grade? So what gr- third. third. Third grade. Okay. Is it all coming back to you now, ladies? Mm-hmm. It is? Okay. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. She's a very serious young lady. She. Mm. Uh, w- would you agree with that? At times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's incredibly serious. And sometimes... You know, sometimes we don't always see that because you're a very serious person yourself. You take responsibility like above and beyond. You know what I mean? Are you there? I guess. Yeah. You guess. <laughs> so, so you're not you're not necessarily agreeing with me. Well, I I was told when I was younger uh-huh. that I was incredibly serious, and it's something that I've worked on is becoming more oh. spontaneous and uh-huh. carefree and uh-huh. and just having more fun. Right. Okay. So. Um, so that means we're on the same page. This is good. I'm enjoying this. Uh, but I do think your daughter is incredibly serious. And so there's an emotional component when I'm on the second layer of her auric field that isn't addressed. So because you don't want to bring the seriousness in and and you you kind of feel like she isn't like you, but I think she is a lot like you. Um, mm. In fact, I've noticed over the years, I think my daughters are very much like me, even though... Um, I don't know if you would all agree with that or not, <laughs> but I just think over the years, I just like I just feel like we're very similar people in a lot of ways. I mean, you're all very unique and and have your own perspectives in life, but I just think that there's a a commonality between us, which mm-hmm. I I enjoy enormously. So I would have conversations with her about the things that you worry about or are concerned about um, from that you know nine year old perspective because she is thinking about it. And she is concerned, and she is a serious person. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Anything in particular? Uh, just anything. Like, what are you worried about right now in your life? For me? Mm-hmm. Oh. And we'll um, just pick one of them. Just one. That mm, I'll never find a relationship. That <laughs> you'll never language. find a relationship. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because your daughter's also quite intuitive. And so, uh, do you talk to her about this, about your worries? Um, I don't think that specific one, okay. no. Well, just, if it comes up in conversation, if she says something to you about it, just go ahead and acknowledge the fact that, yeah, that's something that's on the back plate for you, um, but that you're working on it, and that you don't want okay. her to worry about it. Okay. Okay? Because she's yeah. she already knows, is what I'm saying. You You actually have a little adult inside this body. 
So she already knows what's going on for you. And if you don't address it, then it's going to be a worry on the emotional plane for her. Okay. So okay. it was the second layer you said of her Yeah, the second aura. layer of her auric field, the emotional response center. She's got a lot of feelings on there, and a lot of them have to do with you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so, so any... tapping into that and, and acknowledging and... Yeah, just being really honest with her. And that's too much, you know, because, you know, your perception of relationships and hers is very different. Right. But to give her a general assessment if she inquires or you notice her paying attention when that conversation is coming up with a, a friend or not, um, just letting her know that you're working on it and that you're okay, because I think okay. that's what she needs to hear. So I- any comments about... You know, third grade or being nine, ladies? Ooh, third grade. This is Yamamoto's class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I had Mrs. Yamamoto, too. I you really did. liked her. Yeah. She was one of my favorites. I feel like that's like when you're just becoming really aware yeah. at that age. I remember being really insecure in third grade, and it's kind of when the whole, like, girls are kind of mean to each other. That's how it was in our grade anyways. People are starting to, like, acknowledge, like, I like them, like, she's pretty, I feel like I'm not. A little more clickish. Yeah, very aware is is true. You start to, I don't know. And I think you become interested in, I became interested in adults, too, and, like, their conversations. So maybe that's what you're picking up on. I don't know. I feel like we learned a lot from getting to overhear parent conversations, and I learned a lot about, you know, relationships and stuff from being able to overhear my mom and my dad so I don't know maybe not feeling like you have to hide everything from her because I think she's a lot smarter than you mm-hmm. think and a lot more mature than you especially think, now. but she's tiny I'm sure they're so much smarter now than <laughs> when we were nine I think they yeah just grow up so well, they're exposed to so much yeah. more probably yeah great okay is that good advice for you, you. Sylvie? thank you have a gorgeous day in San Jose and we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. I'm having the pleasure of interviewing my three lovely grown-up daughters. We'll be right back. Hold on to me as we go. As we roll down this unfamiliar road. And although this way... Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child, Lindsay Paul, as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond. Along with her psychic and skeptic, Abraham DeWeese and Indigo Child. Sarah Ellis. They'll help you sort of new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, 
a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food in our country than we know what to do with. Food at the grocery store and food in the vending machines, fast food, health food, and seafood. We've got so much food that anything people don't buy, we just throw out. Yet 17 million kids in America struggle with hunger. That ain't right. Luckily, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Yeah, I made that up. It's kind of catchy. Hello, people. This isn't rocket science. We could solve hunger today. To start, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. We can't do it without your help. To help solve hunger in western Washington, contact Food Lifeline or visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Manifesting dreams into reality is meant to be exciting and easy. When the tools you use stop working, a lack of self-worth is most likely holding you back. Marie's Affirm Your Worth cards are the perfect solution to increase self-appreciation while magnetizing your dreams into reality in a nurturing and fun way. Order the Affirm Your Worth cards online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. More choices, more topics, more shows, one station. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here the day after Christmas in Seattle. You can also listen to us live online at energyintuitive.com. Go to the radio page, click Listen Live, and we'll be right there. Where else can people listen to the show? Well, with 1150kknw.com is the main, uh, I guess, focal point in the... You know, that's where we uh, do our business here, right? Mm-hmm. That's right, Marie. <laughs> and you uh, can check out the video. We actually are streaming the show today, and we are live. It is the day after Christmas. I know everyone's out running around doing their last minute hey. exchanging. Or getting or... new stuff, Like, because I think we're right. going to the mall right after this. Yes. Too bad I got live shows. I would have joined you. <laughs> really? Get... Oh, yeah. <laughs> break... Why not? <laughs> I don't get a break around here. <sighs> right so... up to the mall. So today we're talking about sacred relationships, um, and, and and we've talked about this, of course, before we came on the show over the last few days, and I think we all agreed that honesty seems to be probably the the thread that weaves into our relationships that helps to sustain it, mm-hmm. um, that we're honest with each other about all kinds of things, even if we don't want to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's hard. I think that a lot of times people want to communicate what they think other people want them to hear. Even as parents, we don't want to tell our kids a whole bunch of stuff. And children may – well, there are some things you guys told me years later, which I'm actually grateful for. 
mm-hmm. um, like some partying episodes that occurred, <laughs> <laughs> like in high school. Yeah. In fact, I could have like lived not knowing some of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow they always come out. The they truth, do. I know. Yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't. That that's scary. Um, but you survived. Oh, yeah, you survived. It's we tough are. to keep the tight lip, though, right? Because yeah. well, parents generally know what's going on around, well, but the children. I don't know. I, she had really. No clue. I had yeah. I really thought. It's <laughs> <laughs> really true. I, I really thought I would know because I partied a lot in high school and hung around <laughs> with a lot of partying people, and and I thought, oh, I'm going to know if my kids are smoking pot or drinking too much, or and I had no clue. Yeah, hmm. really. But I. I when, okay, so the reason why, because I know I was one of the big party. Ooh, story time. <laughs> story time. Here it is. Sorry, story time. Mina, that I dragged you into Uh-oh. that. You were way too young. But, <laughs> yeah, um, right. We were so bored in school. Mm. I mean, we were good students, so I think that's why sh- yeah, you were a we little naive, Mom, because we on like the school front, front and the academic side, you know, you my daughter's a good student, so she's probably not engaging in anything too risque, but really, I feel like... I was just so bored at school. That's why I got into a lot of trouble. You know, well, luckily trouble that we knew nothing about, you yeah. know. <laughs> Not like horrible trouble. No, but, but I mean. Still, things yeah. I shouldn't have been doing, I'm right. sure. Right, right. So I would say that that part was, you know, like maybe there was some missed honesty regarding that. But I think. Just, yeah, just absence of information. I think if you would have asked us straight up, right. are you doing this? I don't think we could have lied. Yeah, yeah that's we're, true. We're all really bad liars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not our favorite um, go-to yeah. resolution process. Yeah. Although I do remember this one time you were at a party, Mina, um, and I guess you got there right before the cops did. No, no. That was you. <laughs> no, no. Either you're denying it. That wasn't me. That wasn't you. No, that was me. Yeah, oh, it okay. was you. And you came home and told me everything that happened. No, you I know. called you from the party and said, "Um, I might be getting arrested. <laughs> you might need to come pick me up now." You, and she said, "Oh, well, that's just fabulous, Nina. That's what she said on the phone." And uh, I didn't get arrested. No, and, you were lucky. Yeah, yeah. I got there really early, so. Um, luckily, I hadn't had anything to drink yet, so they let me go home. <laughs> nice. So it's not like I was great and I wasn't planning on drinking. I was totally planning on drinking, <laughs> but I got there late. So your and, timing uh, was just either yeah, off my, or right on. Yeah, I was really. It was just I was intuitive about it. I was Bingo. like, I think we should get there at eleven thirty, not eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> but mom was always really cool about us doing stuff. Like yeah, she, yeah. she knew she was like, "Well, I did it." And you're probably not going to do as much parting as I did. So it's probably fine and innocent. And if you're ever in trouble, call us. We don't care if where you are or how much you're drinking or if you're in trouble, just always call us. Mm -hmm. So I think it was it was never like the, you know, the white elephant in the room. It was like, yeah, we drink and we'll call you when we need Oh, it's not like thing. we were like crazy. Kids no, that, like, no, need to not go to at rehab. all. I'm just gonna add <laughs> yeah. that because we're like drinking, drinking. Yeah. Like in college, I don't think we really partied much at all because we experiment. Well, we well, did, but yeah. you know, we experimented more a little in bit early, school. and so I think that we were actually safer, maybe more productive in college. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, mom wasn't in denial about it. We didn't she, have to sneak out yeah. or hide yeah. things. We're just like we're going out. She's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> call me if you need me. Yeah. No questions asked. That was my yeah. policy. You know, which that. makes you not really want to do it. You're like, oh, my mom doesn't even care if I'm doing. Because <laughs> well, you already have well, you already have so much trust. You don't want to ruin yeah. that. Yeah. So I think I always felt like I really needed to. You know, do her proud in a way. And now yeah. th- that's a very interesting concept about what you said. It, it, it's, it's. I think that's unusual for, in terms of how humans tend to think. We don't s- 
think that if we're really honest, if we really got everything out on the table, maybe they're going to go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. But we even look at families where children are really sheltered and and where they have a lot of rules and their parents are hovering over them constantly and they don't get any freedom, mm-hmm. that when they get to college, they kind of go crazy yeah. Yeah. and they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Although, Mariam, I do remember since you've been home from Wazoo, you have said a few times that you can't believe how much you drank when you were in college. Yeah, I did, but it wasn't it wasn't um, new to me. You know, it was new to a lot of people. And, you know, there, there are friends of mine that had to leave school because their grades were so bad or their parents they got in trouble with the law but with me it was like yeah I went out but I didn't I didn't go crazy and it wasn't new it wasn't you know this un untouched ground because she can't even finish a glass of champagne now (laughs) (laughs) is an interesting environment that's true (laughs) also I definitely got it out of my system that's for sure but that's really true and traditionally it's been known for being one of the Crazy. Higher party schools. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yet there's other colleges that do probably way more, but they just don't get noticed. That's yeah. Right. So. That's well, because we're in the middle of nowhere. Bingo. So. <laughs> we won't get into that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not a Coug. So. Yeah. Yeah. We have it's two okay. Cougs and a Husky in the house, which three is three Cougs. Three Cougs. Oh, you're <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, just trumping it. I was going to be quiet over here for a minute. Wait a minute. That's fine. Omar, you're a Coug, right? He's an honorary He's, Coug. Yeah. Honorary? No, you're oh, a yeah. Coug. <laughs> Which is another thing that I, I think is interesting in our family because <laughs> what we discuss is also diversity, that you have to celebrate that within the family, let everyone's unique characteristics come through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mariam and Misha love sports um, a lot. You guys have even traveled to go watch a Coug game, mm-hmm. you know, like on an airplane to go watch <laughs> a college football game, whereas Mina and I don't even turn on the channel to watch sports. Um, I do have Cougar outfits, you know, in my support. Cute. They are yeah, very cute. cute. I must right. admit, yeah. they are really cute. I have a Husky mug. Um, because I don't even have anything else. I know, great. which is fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, it helps the family. Although you did say they have a brand new line of clothing coming out. Yeah, the UW Law School has really cute apparel. Excellent. But... Yeah, so I, I will be purchasing anything cute, that's for sure. <laughs> but I think that we, like, instead of me and I rolling our eyes every time you guys talk about, you know, Cougar football Saturday, or is that how, what you describe it? Um, you know, we don't. We go, oh, great. Have a good one. And, yeah. you know, there's like the support. And, yeah. and then, you know, at least not to our faces, you don't give us a bunch of you know what about it. You know. Um, it's fun that we're, yeah. that we have our different interests. I think, when, I don't know when it was, a couple years ago when we all went to a Seahawks game. Yeah. Sorry, Mina, to <laughs> out you on this, but um, we were all sitting at a Seahawks was game. Was Mina there too? Mina. Yeah. Mariam, Bubba, who's our dad, and uh, myself, and Mina was reading a book. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. Though. And every Hawks fan around us was like, "Who? What is wrong with her?" Also, we were okay, like, we're it never was also a really again. bad game. Like, they creamed the team. It was boring. It yeah, was because really you're not book. into sports. Yeah, but it was it was it cute. was it was an effort. It was great that you came. You with came. Us. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I was there. You were there for support. Yeah. What were you reading? It was a Murakami book. Yeah. (laughs) Every every like you know every person has that's into reading has read. Probably hawk fans. Hawk fans are like, why is that seat occupied with her right there? Exactly. Like, let's sell that seat like right right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fan outside in Mm -hmm. the. And what do you guys do before you go in? What's that called? Oh, don't deny it. Tailgating. Oh, tailgating. Don't deny. No, I've never tailgated. I've never tailgated. I don't think she actually knew what the term was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. I've been to one 
football game that I could. No, I've been to two. I've been to a Cougars game here in Seattle. It was really fun. I had a blast just cheerleading and jumping up and down. And, you know. Because the girls are like, yeah, we'll just meet you out front of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. You'll yeah. see us walking up to it. I'll hang out in the tailgating section. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, in this diversity, it's also about when your kids want to do things that aren't a part of your belief system or your philosophy. As long as it's not dangerous, I think it needs to be celebrated. And and I and I will say from a parental perspective, that has been challenging for me. It's yeah. not been easy to kind of support something that I don't believe in or that I think is not healthy. But what um, came to me over and over again when I think about sacred <laughs> relationships is we don't know what's going to spur on someone's passion and what's going to make them really excited about life. And it may have nothing to do with I, what I believe in. And even though I'm very spiritual, I'm not religious at all. And I remember, how old were you, Mish, when you really wanted to go to Bible school? Uh, I think I was in sixth grade. Yeah, That's why she lives grade. in Texas. <laughs> right. And, and poor Mariam, I remember when you were in seventh grade, you had to write a paper, I think, about uh, about the First Testament, some story within the First Testament. We didn't even have a Bible in the house. Mm-hmm. And, and you walked into the bedroom. It was late at night. Your dad and I were just, you know, getting ready for bed. And you're like in tears, <laughs> super mad at us because you want to get an A on this paper and there's not a Bible in the house, sure, right? Yeah. And, and you need to read this story. Mm-hmm. And you're going to the international school, which is a tough academic, you know, high school. And um, so I had to go out the next day and go to Fred Meyer and buy this little pocket (laughs) Bible. Uh, (laughs) You know, I was at Fry's for the holidays, and they have them now, like, a USB port version. Yes, like right at the checkout. I'm like, yeah, I'll pass on that. But surprisingly (laughs) enough, there were quite a few there. Yeah, you just plug it in. I think it'll just... Well, I don't right. know, but that's, that's crazy. And it's Technology. it is a sacred text for many yeah. people. Many yeah. people feel sure. at home and at peace, and they feel that same <laughs> sort of energy that I feel when I read Emmanuel, which is a book on channeling. And and so you know, instead of judging, at least from my perspective, even though I obviously have clear viewpoints about religion, judging my child's choice on what is going to feed her spiritually is not my job. My job is to support that. So you you did win. I mean, really, I mean, your dad and I used to talk about how you, you should be a lawyer because you were you had great arguments <laughs> when you were growing to up. Go? Well, on, on lots of different things. Like oh. you even talked us into letting you go on like the Persian holiday to um, one of your friend's house. And I think you guys went to Arizona for a few days and you oh, were yeah. quite young. I mean, you just had great arguments. So... Um, <laughs> It was just manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great argument. But so, you, so you went to Bible camp and you yeah, got to hang out. And, I did. And I really wanted to go just because all my friends were going, and because they would go to church on Sundays with their families, and I was jealous. I wanted to know what it would be like. Mm-hmm. And so when I found out they were going, I was like, I want to go. And so there was a group of us that went, and two out of the group, maybe five, uh, me and Emily, passive mm-hmm. we. We're kind of both in mixed families, and we didn't have, like, a very um, strong influence of religion in our households. And <laughs> I can't, kind of scared of the crap. <laughs> <laughs> I came home, and I was like, I don't think that's for me. They made, they made us both feel really guilty that we weren't currently going to a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just a lot of guilt, and I feel like that was the opposite of how you raised us. Mm-hmm. Was, right. Tell us what's going on. You're not doing anything wrong you're exploring and figuring out life nothing i mean yet you came into this world with sin that obviously wasn't a strong concept in our family right and so to go there and and start and to feel guilt was just it was uncomfortable it was uncomfortable because i just wasn't raised like that right right 
very interesting. That's yeah. good parenting, though, still on your point there, mm-hmm. Marie. I mean, it was and hard, what you but, did for the girls. Yeah. I mean, instilling with the drinking or whatever you want to call right. it. It's, you know, you're thinking what they aren't, but they then come back to it. Right. You know, the whole. Or, yeah. And even if they hadn't, you know, if, if right. Misha had fallen in love with that experience mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it. Sure. I, I would be still working, I'm sure, on today on being very respectful and polite yeah. and understanding and, you know, and and sharing some of that influence with her in some way, mm-hmm. in some capacity. I, I would do that. That's exactly I what I I think both do. kids and parents still understand and they know when that switch is then turned on officially mm-hmm. on how much you can give and provide to the children and vice versa and coming mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm, I'm yeah. definitely noticing that now. You know, they're not definitely babies anymore. They're toddlers. Yeah. Right. So they're definitely figuring stuff out. Right. And you kind of let them do a couple things and then, all right, you've done too much of that <laughs> or stop climbing on the tree, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. Don't touch the, you know, wazoo ornament. Very, very important. Sacred right? in our house. Don't you dare touch that. A religious symbol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think what we were talking about initially, too, is that you are not always going to agree on everything. Mm-hmm. It's just the way. And that's what makes family so fun and interesting. Dynamic. Dynamic, exactly. Because otherwise, it would be boring. It would be. Mm-hmm. I think it could be boring if everybody's the same and you're all trying to be the same. I think it's boring. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think again, it can be challenging, but uh, we're not working for perfection here. We're working for real relationships where you can trust one another, and and know that even when you disagree, that you still feel loved, and that the the people in your life um, can love you back. And so that's what sacred relationships are all about. We're going to take another break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. I have the pleasure and the honor of interviewing the other Menu Cherry women in my life. We'll be right back. The grizzly bear is an iconic symbol of the American West. As many as 50,000 once roamed the western half of the United States, south of Canada. Today, their numbers have dwindled to about 1,600, isolated in the northern Rocky Mountains. For grizzlies to survive, they must be able to travel safely between large blocks of habitat. But the crucial pathways connecting these areas are being lost to development. The Vital Ground Foundation is working to ensure the future of the majestic grizzly by conserving strategically located wildlife habitat. By protecting land in exactly the right places, Vital Ground doesn't need to save thousands of acres, just the hundreds of acres that provide the greatest impact. To find out how you can help, visit www.vitalground.org. Where the grizzly can walk, the earth is healthy. And whole. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at Energy Intuitive. 
Com. Manson Mitchell welcome back Carol Bromley on Friday morning, a popular British medium who will take your calls live from London. On Saturday, astrologer Alicia Michelle returns with information about the alignment of the planets in 2014 and what all that means for you. We end the year with our annual year in review, all the excitement of the original interviews in bite-sized pieces for your enjoyment. Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Seattle's own Alternative Talk, AM 1150. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket. A tent. A sandbag. A doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. Want to help those affected by Typhoon Haiyan in the Philippines? To donate, visit philippinesrelief.adcouncil.org. That's philippinesrelief.adcouncil.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 1150kknw.com. Your connection to Alternative Talk. 1150 a.m. And welcome back to Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here the day after Christmas. We're also taking your calls. What phone number can people use? Sure. Uh, that's 800. No, excuse me. 877-825-8828. I had a brain spasm there. <laughs> Too much eggnog. Too much eggnog or chocolate or whatever. It's the eggnog. It's the eggnog. I'll <laughs> be honest. Straight up honest. That's so funny. You've said that twice, but I don't drink eggnog. What is eggnog to you? <gasps> What? Yeah, I don't think I any of us do. That's how yeah. you spice it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Oh. Oh. It's the eggnog mixed drinks. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Mm. Of course the cougar is spiking his drinks. <laughs> is there any other way? Yeah. <laughs> So, again, we're taking your call here on the Marine Manu Cherry Show. You can get uh, a reading from myself and, of course, uh, my three lovely daughters. Intuition is a really big part of our life. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. Yeah, it's huge. And um, one of the things that that I think is a big deal is talking about passion and, of course, education. You know, um, do you want to go to college? I mean, like, passionately, does it feel – although I don't think we gave you guys much of a choice. I'm pretty sure your dad and I brainwashed you from (laughs) – Infancy. We were brainwashed. We, yeah. were, we were given two choices, college or live at home and pay $800 a month. In 500, 500. 500. Okay. Which I just want to say. But I mean, I think we started brainwashing you guys like in infancy. And then you're going to go to college, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I did have that rule that if you didn't go to college and you lived at home, you had to pay 500 bucks a month. Now, what I didn't tell you is that I wasn't sure I would be able to enforce that law. But I or that rule, but I did speak about it often. Yeah, but I don't think that we went to college out of fear of the five hundred dollars <laughs> no. a month. I think that you guys really got us excited about yeah school, and you built this narrative for mm-hmm. us. Like then you're going to do this, and then you're going to get these great jobs, and you're going to love your careers. And yeah. I don't know. I think that it was just just a positive, right? Positive thing. So. Right. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that, and that's wonderful. And I do think that you've chosen. <clears throat> And thus far, anyway, areas that really feed you passionately mm-hmm. and that, you know, the difference between passion and yikes, I don't want to do this or this isn't fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important aspect when you move into adulthood. Um, would you agree? Yeah, there's yeah. I think there's too many people that don't like what they do for a living. And it's it's just a job. It's not more than that. And I. And people always say to me, like, oh, that's so great. You're in grad school. You're being so successful. But for me, it's 
the achievements are really fun, but it's not about that at all. I'm still in school because I really like it and I'm having a lot of fun. That's really the sole reason. And I think that's hugely important. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we were able to bounce around from a couple different majors. Yeah, right. I think all that's three it. of us yeah, did right. mm-hmm. to figure out what we really liked. I mean, you've always said to us, Mom, that what brings you joy in your career will bring you success, not just in um, like in a form of happiness, but also like financial success as right. well. Right, because if you're really happy in your career, then you attract more resources. You know, mm-hmm. you just, you, you grow more professionally. You become really good at your work. But, you know, Misha, it, it didn't start that way for you. I mean, you had your first year in college at a different university than, you know, um, Wazoo. And you had a miserable first year. I mean, yeah, like. I hated it. I mean, we almost like sent you to the psych ward or <laughs> you something. You train home like every week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually, I mean, the psych ward was an exaggeration. But, I mean, I even went to. To your school area every month to You're see so you. Worried about me. I was so worried about you because yeah. you were just not happy at all. Yeah. And, and we think it was even the demographics, perhaps, just that yeah. part of the world didn't make you very happy. And and Mariam, you helped out. You said, "Well, just you know, because you finished that year, yeah. even though it was a real struggle and not fun at all." Yeah. And you said, "Come live with me in Pullman." Mm-hmm. And I was like, and she made fun of me, by the way, <laughs> said that I was a hick and I went to school in the sticks and I was a country fool. And, and then all of a sudden, next Ashley's thing I know, in West Texas, yeah, <laughs> saying y'all. <laughs> no, Mariam came and picked me up um, from the house I lived in in Bellingham with a U-Haul, and she was like, "We're driving to Pullman." <laughs> Yeah, I think we stopped in Seattle and parked the U-Haul in the driveway and then slept and drove to Pullman. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that was an intuitive hit on your part, you know, that you just intuitively <laughs> felt your sister needed to be with you? Um, yeah, but also it's just a big sister thing to do. You know, it was Aww. like, what else is she going to do? She's not going to go home. She wants to go to school. And so I was like, you're going to have fun here. And you mean she big... didn't want to pay $500 a month? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, she knew I wanted to be in school still. Yeah. And I think she got sick of hearing me call her and no. cry every day. <laughs> no, she's but, like, oh, just move here then. No, but I also know that you're the kind of person who has to be around family all the time. And I was there and we had other family friends there and I had my close friends that you grew up with there. And so it was just a no-brainer. It was like, of course, come here. You have, It doesn't matter. You don't know anyone. I'm here and you'll yeah. figure it out. And it's a big family school. So And so you guys love lived it. together yeah. in Pullman the rest of the time that you were in college. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was really it was so fun. fun. Yeah. Right. We loved it. More so for me than Mariam. No, it was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. I loved having her. It was awesome. Aww. And and then you took some test and because agriculture was like a big shock for all of us. You know, like, you know, you grew up in Kirkland. <laughs> there's no farming industry in Kirkland. I think there's some farms in Duval. <laughs> yes, that's true. There are some organic farms. But you didn't farms. show a passion for that in high school at all. Well, you're really detached from it in the city. Yeah. You really kind of don't know. I mean, I'd say a lot of kids think that, like, food grows in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they're just not really sure. But, yeah, um, yeah I kind of just... Landed in my lap, and I ended up loving it. So I was just really lucky. Yeah. And Pullman is like the the school for agriculture. Mm-hmm. So it was like perfect. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it was absolutely wonderful. 
Hmm, fascinating. So it's always nice about still the rivalry that rivalry that we've had in the studio versus just you know Cougars and Husky. They have a totally different atmosphere, and for what they believe in, and it's more of like land and you know farming and growing mm-hmm. and all. And over here, it's technology, mm-hmm. and it's divided right smack dab, almost yeah. in the middle for mm-hmm. you know mountainscape. So yeah. it's great yeah. though as a, as a whole as a state. Everyone's just bouncing back and forth. Yeah. Again, yeah, it's that it. rivalry, and we still love it. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. totally. It is right. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's our state is very divided, and if you're on one side. Um, you can be kind of unaware until mm-hmm. you drive east or west, and it's really a different world. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very to have cool. both sides. Yeah. And then Mina, when you started college, well, actually, Mari, you were going to go into architecture. You I spent did, a year yeah. mm-hmm. in architecture because I told all of you that it, it'll probably take five years in your undergrad. Not that all of you did, but I, I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, actually, you you said to me, "Can I just take eight years? I love it here. I don't want to leave school." Well, not eight. But- <laughs> I did love it. You were hoping for the eight-year plan, not and not it. necessary academically, but yeah. you were just like, can I just stay here? I don't want to leave. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> On your own dime, you can, but uh, no. Um, and so you switched from, from architecture to engineering, and what led you passionately in that direction? Um, I hated architecture, for <laughs> one. I mean, architecture school was way harder than engineering school, believe it or not. It was... I've heard that. Yeah, and it was... It was more artistic than mathematical, which I, I'm very artistic, yeah. but I realized that. I have art pieces you will never have in your home. Yeah. They're mine forever. Right. And I, and I love art and I was really good at it and I enjoyed it, but I realized that that was more of a passion and not a career that I wanted. And so, and I, I needed an equal sign. I needed to see an end result that made sense to me mathematically in my head. And so I just grabbed my folder and walked across the street and went to <laughs> civil engineering, which was what I wanted because it was kind of the math side of architecture. It was, mm-hmm. you know, can you actually build a building this way and the land that you build it on and the foundation. And so. And you happen to meet your fiance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you're at gonna, Boeing. At, yeah. You get so. a job at Boeing and he moves up from Florida because wow. he was working there. In I did not want to work at Boeing. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was dead Because your dad's been there his yeah. entire career. Yep. Um, but now you have tea with him. Yeah. Yeah. Regularly. He's in, frequently stops by my house. <laughs> I'm sure. You made his dreams come true. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. But yeah, and, and so it's been great for you, really. Mm-hmm. And yeah, working at it. Boeing is just one of your favorite things, yeah, right? Really so like sometimes it. it's it's that common sense, like you thought art, mm-hmm. architecture, it's like logically that makes sense. You love art. Yeah. This is kind of a, a nice way to move in that direction. But really you love math mm-hmm. um, is equally as mm-hmm. much as you love art. And I was like devastated when they said I was done with my math when I got to college for architecture. And I was like, what? No more math? Why? And then... <laughs> They just said I didn't need it, and I was confused. So, But it's yeah. good because math and art are both, I mean, it sounds oh, like true. two of your passions, mm-hmm. but some maybe one of those, like art, you didn't want in your right. work life. Right. So it's like you have these different passions. Well, but, you still kind of have creativity with yeah, so Yeah, she's true. But she didn't want to focus on art. She right. wanted that to be separate from her daily job. Yeah. So you kind of have to pick out what you want to be, maybe your hobbies and just enjoy them outside of work life right. or ones that you want to focus in your academic life or right. work Lovely. life. Right. Lovely. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines and we'll take that call. Sure. I think we have time for one more. We'll take Rachel calling in from Kirkland. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi. How you doing? We're good. Great. How are you? Thank you. Good. Misha, I went to school with you. 
You did. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm Ray LaRue, and I listen to your mom's oh, show all the time. You it's do. so funny that, yeah, I tuned in. I'm like, oh, my God, Manisha's on. <laughs> when I think of you, I think of um, your curly hair because we both have really oh, curly hair. Yeah, I guess we do. Absolutely. Yeah. I cut mine short, so it's even curlier right now. But I know. I was like, Misha has curly hair, too. <laughs> You're so cute. Hi. Hi. <laughs> So what, what can we do? And thanks for listening to the show, um, Rachel. I so appreciate that. What can we do for you today? Um, I was just looking for a little bit of guidance, actually. Um, the first time I met you, Marie, I was about 16, and I came to a sort of like a group session with my mom, and you picked me out of the crowd and talked to me and asked me if I knew that I had the potential to be a medium. And at that point, I was somewhat aware of it, and over the years I've tried to develop it, but I feel like I'm coming to just this this precipice of, you know, I, I just, I want it so badly, but I can't quite sink in with it. And I want to know if I can, you know, if I can, and if it's possible for me to, you know, do that as a living or, you know, if I can, if I can make that leap really into mediumship. Um, so the answer is yes. We have a huge crown chakra. It's um, about a thousand miles. So the crown chakra is on top of the head. The tip is right um, at the very, you know, top of the head. And then yours extends about a 1,000 miles, which could be a metaphor. Um, it means to me that you have a strong connection to source, spirit, creation. Many people from the other side are all around you. So the answer is absolutely yes. But here's the thing that's going on. Your second chakra is like the size of um, maybe an almond. And it needs to be about two and a half inches in diameter. And you're highly empathic, so you feel other people. I love the, the connection of your heart chakra. You have only a small leak, which is good. A lot of empathic people have large leaks, but you don't. This is excellent. But the way you interpret in information, intuitive information, is that you have to be able to feel your own feelings. And I don't see you doing that very well. I can I can understand that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can um, see that. Okay. So, so as an intuitive, one of the things that we for all of our intuition, whether we're professional about it or not because personally, we need to use our intuition all the time. It's an important factor for making a decision to be a lawyer, like when I look at my daughters in the in the studio or an engineer or archi- or um, studying agriculture, finding your passion, you have to be able to feel what your passion is. Um, and if you can't feel your own emotions, it's very hard to decipher intuitive information. It's hard to accurately hear the other side or what um, a loved one might be saying who's standing next to their family member and you happen to be a medium there to communicate the information. So spend mm-hmm. as much time as you possibly can in your second chakra, just okay. hanging out there. And I think what you're going to be surprised about, because I'm being told right now that you're um, that you're the opposite of me. Like I tend to, I'm, I'm not saying that you're, uh, and I, I don't mean like in, in the intuitive perspective, but I tend to be very optimistic and have more of a smile on my face. I'm not a big complainer. Typically, mm-hmm. although the girls might disagree, we'll find out. Um, <laughs> and, and so that's how my mind thinks. But when I'm in my emotions, I'm usually sad and I'm not very happy. When I get down to my emotions, there's stuff going on that I don't always communicate or that I don't always recognize. And the more mm-hmm. I recognize about them, the more accurate my insight is. You're the opposite. Your brain tends to be more negative or mm-hmm. not as happy. So you're going to be really lucky when you drop into your second shock. You're going to go, oh, this really isn't a big deal. I'm actually very happy. So um, it's going to be a win-win for you. That's for sure. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I know, you lucky duck. Yay! <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a fortunate thing. So absolutely, you are you have the energy of an, a strong intuitive, and you you absolutely could communicate to um, beings on the other side 
and, and you could do it professionally. I think it would be really fun for you, and I think others would be blessed to have you do this for them. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> I guess I need to look more into second chakra and how to, how to work on that and spend time there. So Good, and, yeah. and I know you will. I will. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Rachel. Good to talk to you, too, Misha. I hope your life is really, really good. It is. Sounds like yours is, too. It is. It's awesome. Thank you. I will keep stalking you on Facebook. (laughs) I'll stalk you more. (laughs) So, Mina, you had a big change of heart, you know, about passion. Um, You wanted to be a medical doctor, a thoracic surgeon. I know. (laughs) This was one of those hard moments, you know, where... Well, that was a little ambitious. I don't know if I would have been a surgeon. (laughs) Well, I know. I think you're completely capable. I mean, when yeah. you have a passion for something, you can do anything. I'd it, be honored to have you cut me up. Okay. <laughs> Just saying it. Just saying. <laughs> and so when you came home and said, Mom, I want to be a physician, I'm like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> and not that I think it's an incredibly honorable career, and I have great respect for modern medicine. But you didn't think I was going to be happy. I didn't think you were going to be yeah. happy. I thought that you would, because you have so many holistic tendencies, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that you would be as... I well, question my doctor. Constantly. You do. Like, I haven't gotten my wisdom teeth taken out because I'm like, swear that he's lying to me. <laughs> I'm like, but people in other countries don't get theirs taken out. I don't understand why you need to get mine taken out. And he's like, well, you're in pain, right? I'm like, yeah, but. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember this one time you had, we thought maybe you had strep throat. And mm-hmm. so I took you in to see, um, like, urgent care to see one of the doctors there who I knew from Evergreen. I really liked him. He was a nice man. Mm-hmm. He walked out of the room and you went, he asked me all the wrong questions. <laughs> You know, so I really felt that your intuitive and he didn't give you antibiotics, by the way, he felt it was a cold and it was. But, you know, we really wanted the antibiotics, you know, because you were in a lot of throat pain. Um, So I really felt that your intuition was more holistic. Like, yes, you could do modern medicine, but I felt that your approach with your patients would have been very different. And I wasn't sure that you would have. I would uh, fit in. Yeah, that yeah. you wouldn't have great friendships with your co- your you know colleagues, and that you would work too much, and you wouldn't have a family life. And I know you want to have a family, mm-hmm. so. Um, but I really had to do my best, and it was hard to get on board and go yay. Mm-hmm. Until one day you called me. You were mm-hmm. in finals. Um, yeah. Pre med. Yeah, I dropped out of my final chemistry class <laughs> during the finals. <laughs> in tears. Yeah, I walked into the dean's office crying, and. Uh, yeah, it was like an out-of-body experience because really illogical, especially if you study all week for the exam, I mean, or all month for the exam. It's like, just go take the exam, like, you know, but instead I had this awesome W on my transcript because I withdrew. <laughs> um, and Which I was just, yeah, day. and I was just yeah. taking, um, you know, I was just taking like political classes on the side because they were easy. That's what I thought, but apparently they're not easy for everyone. I just... Liked it. So I was actually spending a lot more time than I thought. But I was really had a false impression because I'm really good at math and science. And so I thought that you just were supposed to do whatever you were really good at. Um, But I noticed really quickly that I didn't like the people in my classes, um, you know, that maybe I didn't really like how they picked who was going to become a physician. I thought people had really terrible interpersonal skills. But maybe that was just my school because I know that if you go to like a smaller a smaller university than they, you know, you stress that more. But I just didn't like the environment. I didn't feel happy. So, but I mean, if you would have told me when I was 17 that I was going to be in law school, I would have been like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> but I am, so. And when you chose law, it felt so good. I mean, it yeah. just like, there was like this I didn't really think about it. wave of much. relief that came over my entire body. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, yay, lawyer, okay, yay. 
and you love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just want her to handle your legal matters. That's true. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. Bingo. I am, I am absolutely <laughs> I think a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like everyone in the family and your friends are like, yeah. woohoo! Yeah, we'll, we'll be calling Mina in a few years, yeah. you know? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, it has been a complete joy and pleasure um, interviewing all of you today on the show. I and mean, doesn't the hour go by fast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, having you here in the studio and, of course, being your mom is a pure joy and honor. Although now that we're in adult years, I feel like we're friends. Um, that mm-hmm. I'm your mom, yeah, but it kind of feels like that gets pushed aside because we just we help each other equally and we're great friends for one another. And I'm looking forward to all of our celebrations, including Mariam's wedding in the next um, 18 months. <laughs> so far, such a really spontaneous. Yeah, my that wedding it. dress isn't ready till August. <laughs> She's such a planner, and as, as the future mother of the bride, I'm grateful because I'm not going to have to do very much. So um, thank you, and thank you, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the show. Joyful blessings. Mm-hmm.